buckle up and start your engines. This is You Auto Know with Dave Stahl. With 30-plus years of automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Auto Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome to You Ought to Know right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. This segment is brought to you by uh, our good folks over at South uh, West Point of Sale. If you have a grocery store, liquor store, any kind of a retail store that you have a cashier and you need, uh, you're having issues either finding people that can work steady, uh, then how about checking out self-checkout? Uh, Self-checkout is used by the big guys, Walmart, Home Depot, Costco, most of your grocery stores. You can install one of these systems, and with it, you get seven days, 24-hour-a-day service from NCR. Uh, This is a subsidiary of it. Uh, They'll give you the great service to help you set it up. They'll even come out and take a look and see if it even makes sense for you to do it. Because if it doesn't, they won't set you up because they're more about family than they are about just making uh, money. And Southwest Point of Sale is family. Give them a call, 800-540-2149. All righty. Uh, also, got to talk about my good buddy, Hot Rods and Custom Stuff. If you're into building hot rods, buying a hot rod, or maybe you're looking for somebody who can service your hot rod, well, Hot Rods and Custom Stuff, right there in Escondido, award-winning, 760-745-1170. Give Randy a call. Right now, uh, Rolls-Royce, and uh, you heard... Uh, uh, you heard uh, Brian and I talk about the Rolls-Royce Boat Tail, uh, this very exclusive coach work vehicle. Well, I got a hold of Jerry Spawn from Rolls-Royce to give us some more information. So sit back and take a listen. Hey, folks, guess what? Rolls-Royce has pulled another one out of the bag. Let me tell you what. They have decided to go a little bit of a different way, not that it's too far off track, and I'm not going to go into it heavily duty. I'm going to have you talk to Jerry Spawn. He is a communications guru at Rolls-Royce, and we're talking about the boat tail. Jerry, were you as a – I mean, I've only seen photos, but I bet up close and personal, that's like a piece of jewelry. Dave, it is an absolutely exquisite commission. It's it, What's wonderful about boat tail – is that it's taken this whole concept of bespoke, which is what defines Rolls-Royce, mm-hmm. personalization, you know, and, it's, and I, I'm, I'm going to say it's not customization, it's personalization. It's putting your personality into a commission of a motor car. And, you know, we used to always say the two things we couldn't do is we, when you wanted to uh, bespoke a Rolls-Royce was change the shape of the car and, or we couldn't do anything that's illegal in terms of regulation. Well, scrap the first one. With the new permanent coach build department that we've announced at Rolls-Royce Motor Cars, we're working with our patrons around the world to develop very, very personal uh, bespoke commissions. And boat tails, it's actually the second uh, coach build car we've done. We did swept tail back in 2017. Uh, That brought a huge amount of interest from patrons around the world. And what's it, what's amazing was three of those patrons wanted something very similar, and they wanted a commission that was based on a classic 
J-series yacht. They wanted a yachting, a, a, a boat tail. And for those people that are collectors, you know, boat tails were very popular back, particularly in the early 30s. And uh, we were able to create a body uh, for, for these three people, one common body. And boat tails, the first commission off of that collection of three. Um, the two other patrons will be receiving theirs at future dates, but this thing is absolutely gorgeous. It's, it's an amazing piece of work. It's all hand-built. It's all unique. It's not a spin-off of another Rolls-Royce. This is its own unique Rolls-Royce model. How much of a communication did you have to have with that, with that uh, a customer to, to get what he or she was looking for? I mean, it had to be hours of, of consultation. In fact, Dave, it was days and weeks. The, yeah. the Botel project took four years to complete. And yeah. during that time, the, um, I, I know for, for Botel, the patrons at uh, Commission Botel spent days, both with Alex Innes, who was the lead designer. He's the lead designer for our Coach Bill program. They spent time with Torsten Müller-Utfusch, who's our CEO. They spent time with the entire team. Um, more importantly, the team spent time with them observing their life, seeing what were their passions were, and then figuring out, being very creative, how to draw their life into boat tail. So, you know, I'll give you two great examples. One is the, uh, the client is, a, is, a, is a, a lover of Beauvais watches. And if, if you look at, you know, through the materials, you look at the photos, um, we worked with Beauvais watches, uh, a beautiful Swiss watchmaker, to incorporate a watch that can be worn on the wrist or taken off and put into a titanium holder on the fascia or, or what we in the U.S. call a dashboard of boat tail. And then the, the, the one story, just a lovely story from Alex, who is the designer, said he spent so much time and they were such gracious hosts that that was his inspiration for the design of that butterfly opening boat tail hosting suite on the back of the car where the rear of the car opens up the parasol is there all of their favorite materials are there he even designed in a rolls royce cold box uh champagne refrigerator made especially for their particular brand of champagne that they prefer so it's that time that collaboration is absolutely integral to developing a coach build car so with that being said, and you basically you know, put another division within Rolls-Royce, I know you can't talk about future product, but I'm sure the boat tail and the swept tail really have, have enthused a lot of uh, enthusiasts. And so there's going to be future, future vehicles down the road? Without a doubt. Absolutely. Um, Coach Build is now a permanent department. It's a permanent um, part of our creative operations. Um, we've said very clearly that this boat tail is one of three bodies. There's two other bodies. Um, what you see and when you see will be determined by what the other clients, what their level of comfort is on sharing publicly. Um, every time we do one, we'll obviously do um, publicize it and share it with the world as much or as little as they want. But there are two other bodies that will be coming out um, on this, based on this J series yacht, um, and then going into the future, um, I can, uh, yeah, I can tell you there'll be future coach build programs um, that will be very much unlike boat tail. 
but uh, what's beautiful is as people see what Rolls-Royce can do, they come to us and ask us to do even more. Wow. Well, I, I know one won't end up in the press fleet, so... Uh, <laughs> no, I that won't. <laughs> I couldn't help myself, Gary. You know I had to say that. But if you happen to have a client in this area and he or she would like to, you know, I won't drive it. I'll just, you know, let them, I'll put it on TV. And I also do a new uh, YouTube since all these kids are doing it. And we're really, it's really hit, taken off quite well. I'm happy to, to capture that for them and give them the videos back uh, just to put in with the, with the rest of the provenance of this, of this one of a kind vehicle. Well, yeah, well, uh, definitely keep that in mind. We'll have to wait and see. I know that uh, it's going to be a while. Uh, yeah. we, 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 we don't intend to have um, like regular flow of uh, coach-built cars. They're going to be the rarest of the rare automotive right. commissions in the world. Um, so, you know, one every couple of years is what we're looking at. Wow. Well, I tell you what, I can see you're grinning from ear to ear. I mean, this is what a – and I'll bet it wasn't hard getting people to uh, sign up for the Coachworks uh, department. Well, you know, you know, it's amazing is that when you're commissioning at this level, um, whether it's a supercar, which has been done, you know, sure. but those have been done pretty much from what the designers want to do, and they'll do it, and then there'll be a one-off. Uh, this is something only Rolls-Royce can do, and which is what makes it so much fun to work on is to work with you and um that that's really it's tested the creativity of our design and our engineers there's a lot of engineering that went into this um this this coach built car um the almost 2000 new parts had to be created there was 20,000 man hours of engineering uh to to make uh the new pieces to to just to make it absolutely um meticulous and run perfectly it's it reminds me an awful lot of the watch you know the timepiece the Beauvais timepiece that went with Boattail there's a lot in a lot in common you know it's the, the fine intricacies that they require a lot of work but it's what makes it what makes me proud to be associated with the brand Rolls-Royce and what separates Rolls-Royce from a car brand it's it's not we're not a car brand we are a luxury brand absolutely well Jerry thank you very much for taking time out of your day to give us a call. I can't wait to see what's coming down the down the highway of luxury. And trust me, Rolls Royce will be right up there in the front of the pack. Thanks a lot, Dave. It's always our pleasure. All right, folks. Welcome to You Auto Know right here on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. The segment's brought to you by Express Auto Service seventy six thirty three El Cajon Boulevard. Go to ExpressAutoServiceLaMesa.com. They work on anything and everything in your garage. I just took them a 1970 Plymouth Roadrunner Air Grabber 446 pack all the way from Pennsylvania, and I cannot wait to see Dave do his magic. But he works on regular cars, too. So go down to uh, El Cajon Boulevard at 7633 or call him at 619-463-1484 and get on his list of services. All right, hey, we got Christian Barclay on the line, and she's in one of my favorite little SUVs, the Hyundai, the Hyundai Tucson. Yeah, so we've been uh, commuting a little bit in this uh, in this vehicle this week, 
um, helping a friend out, kind of watching their house and their dog and their cat. Oh, okay. And so I get to go back and forth about, I, I don't know, about 12 miles from my house to this house. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of a good, uh, a, a, a great way to test the vehicle because there's multiple ways to go from this house to my house. So I take a different way every time, um, especially with the construction and roads are getting, roads are getting repaved out here, et cetera. Um, but I was in the 2022, and man, have they made some changes, some really nice changes, especially on the exterior, uh, where they've made it uh, longer. So they've increased the, uh, the the leg room for passengers, but the styling is just amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you took away the badging, you could almost uh, you could almost think that you're looking at maybe an Audi. Um, I think Marlon said, and, and it's kind of funny because I always tease him that you know he's not the guy that really pays attention to exterior styling and. You know, one of the first things he said when we pulled up uh, on it one day because he was driving his press vehicle is he was like, wow, I really like the grill. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard you say that about a vehicle. <laughs> uh, but but it's nice. I mean, they've just they've done some some really good, uh, uh, made some really nice changes to this 2022 model. Um, wider, longer um, fuel efficiency, I think, is really good. I've been getting about 25 miles to the gallon this week. Mm-hmm. Um I think that it is often overlooked. You know, you said it's one of your favorites. I think it gets kind of overshadowed yep. by the Honda CRV and the Toyota RAV4. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why. Um, I know that the 2021 model was, like I said, smaller. And so um, one complaint that I've seen is people say, well, it didn't have enough cargo room mm-hmm. or you know, it didn't have enough room in the back seat. You know, with these vehicles, how often are you using, when you're using this, this SUV that's, that's kind of compact, how often are you using the back seat? Probably not that often, right? Well, I know. And, you know, it's funny when people say, oh, well, it was too small. That reminds me of the guy that goes to a restaurant, gets a bad meal, and refuses to ever go back to the restaurant. I mean, things change. And nobody listens to the customer more than Hyundai, or really, in that matter, all manufacturers listen intently to the customers and the journalists. And if we both complain about the same thing, like more than five people, it's going to get a change. Yeah, no, totally, totally with you. And, you know, the thing is, I I really think this is a competitive model and should stand out uh, from the competition just for the uh, 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty alone. But if you're not a warranty person because you're like, well, I've never had issues or, you know, I'm only going to keep it a few years or whatever – how about the remote smart park assist? I don't think there's another Honda doesn't offer that right now. Nope. The, the RAV4 doesn't have that. Or the digital key. I mean, that's a segment exclusive feature on this. Um, and I think it's neat because I can't tell you how many times one of the kids goes out because they left something in the car. They go out to get it. And then I'm like, well, where's my keys? Because they don't put the keys back where they're supposed to go. Um you know, they, you know, and it's funny because we have a, we have a marked area where all our keys go. We have like little hooks up and, you know, a designated area. They think if they put it in proximity to that, that it's okay. Whereas, you know, with the digital key, like, hey, okay, Mackenzie, you're going out to the car. I'll just unlock it for you and I'm going to lock it right back when you're done. You're not even going to touch my keys. You know, that way I'm not looking for it later on. Um, I noticed that they've transitioned to kind of a cleaner interior design and I'm on the fence as to whether I like it or not. Um, so, so expand on that a little bit because, because that was kind of an area I was looking at as well. Yeah. So initially I, I hopped in, you know, you start the car, it's a hundred degrees out here in Texas and I'm looking at the, the dash and I'm like, I feel like my kids left their tablet or their Kindle 
um, because the, the LCD display, the instrument display, it, it looks like there's a tablet sitting there in the dash. Then you move over to the right where there's the infotainment, and it's still flush, and it almost looks like another tablet has just been stuck in the dash, and they've taken away the knobs. So instead of the knobs sitting out, everything is, is flush. It, it's grown on me. Initially, I was like, okay, I don't really like this. I felt like my, like my first impression, I felt like it looked cheap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, An afterthought. And then like, yeah. And then as I continued to drive it throughout the week, I thought, you know, it's kind of seamless. It really kind of blends in and you start getting used to it. And then Marlon has a different press vehicle this week. Then I get in his press vehicle and I start going, man, your car's busy. <laughs> so isn't that funny the way no. that like, you know, at first you're like, oh, I don't like it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh no, I do like it. And now I can't live without it. Give it back. Yeah. Or how come this model yeah. doesn't have it? You know, when you do get a, a second uh, press car. No, I, I know. And I kind of, I kind of felt that way about the Tucson when I first got in it as well. But then again, the more I drove it, you know, the more I liked it, the better it rode. And it was one of those, Jesus, too bad this one's going to go away. And I got 31 miles per gallon in mine. If that, well, you know, if it, that it, tells it, you anything. It, in fairness, right? Here in fairness, it comes. Here um, it comes. Like I said, I'm driving by myself. I've got uh-huh. the stereo cranked a little uh-huh. bit. Uh-huh. Hey, we've been we have been uh, um, cooped up, say, isolated for a cooped year. Up. Yeah, all four of us. So rarely do I get the car to myself. Um, you know, now that they're ten and twelve, the first thing, uh, oh my gosh, your music is so lame. Oh, We're just going to turn music on on our devices, and then it's like sound coming from three different areas. Oh, and, my. And are you listening to yeah, what they're the, listening to? It's like, what the heck? Exactly. Some, I'm feeling old. And then the other thing is they're like, <laughs> they're like, Mom, don't accelerate so fast when the light turns green. And I'm like, I'm not really accelerating. But it's because they've been home so much sure, that sure. everything feels like I'm an NASCAR driver. So yeah. they're they're on edge, you know? And and that little yeah, car it, that little car will take off. Now, did you get the front-wheel drive or the all-wheel drive? I've got the all-wheel drive. See, if you get a chance, request the front-wheel drive, and you won't believe the difference. The all-wheel drive is just a little heavier in its drive, but the front-wheel drive is spunky. I mean, it's snappier. It gets into corners a little quicker. So it'd be interesting, and you should do. Just contact your Hyundai rep, or, of course, all I do is I just call the delivery service and say, send me the other one. And you'll be very, I think, I'll be interesting to see which one you like the most. And I won't tell you what I liked until uh, I, you get a chance to do that. Yeah, because I've had no complaints with this one. No, I feel like no, no, happy. no. I feel like it's nimble. I love how nimble it is. It just feels yeah. easy to manage, you know. Wait till you, get, like, wait till you get the front wheel drive. Because if you think really? that okay. one's nimble, you're really going to like the front wheel. And and you guys get, do you guys get snow? <laughs> once every 10 years oh that's right i didn't think i didn't think you're an area so i tell people all the time you know unless there's a reason to get front wheel drive i mean all wheel drive get front wheel drive you'll get better fuel mileage and it'll still take you everywhere everywhere you want to go totally I, you know what i found is like a lot of of my friends when they go to buy a vehicle they don't really know the difference well that's true too. Um, that's true too you know yeah i mean it, my brother he goes, so they're in New York right now for the summer. They left South Carolina, and they've gone to New York for like a month and a half. 
Um, they do this almost every year, kind of to get away from the heat, but also to visit family. Yeah. But they also go at Christmas time. So for him, even though he lives in South Carolina, he needs an all-wheel drive vehicle. Well, sure, of course, um, yeah, that would make yeah perfectly good sense. Does he drive yeah, all the time? He recognizes that. Does, does he drive? Yeah, because they have two small kids and they take the dog as well. They take the golden retriever. Well, so, what would you rather do, fly or drive? I know these days I don't want to fly. Everybody uh, is uh, everybody and their brother is traveling. I don't like crowds. Oh, uh, I'm telling you about it. It's I just went on a trip for my with my brother in law back to Pennsylvania and back. Omg, that was a terrible experience. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. You think about it. Nobody's traveled for like the people that 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 you and I are not used to traveling with. The uh, people who rarely travel, uh, not the business travelers like no, like we are. No, 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 no. I know. They've been turned loose, right? Yep. And they didn't know how to travel to begin with. Nope. And, and I don't mean that as an insult. I just mean they're not used to the TSA. They're not used to being nope. ready for the lines. They're nope. not used to the inconvenience. Nope. And uh, it's it's different. Yeah. I I I dreaded it. And then we got, and sure enough, flying out, this little kid, about five years old, had a cough that sounded like a oh, lung no. was a lung was going to come up. And sh- this little guy, the whole way over, he was like that. I felt so sad. He never cried, but man, when he'd get into a coughing jag, it 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 was frightening. But anyway, we're talking cars. We're not talking little kids. But I'm just saying I'm agreeing with your with the flight situation. Thank goodness he wasn't on the same flight coming back to San Diego. And yes, we bought the Roadrunner, my cousin. So oh, very cool. Yeah, very, that, so you drove that back then? Hell no, six miles per gallon, girl. This thing's a 446 back air grabber. No, now would have I have liked to? Sure, if he would have paid the way, but no. But it's just he just he's buy. Believe it or not, he's buying it as an investment. You know, we bought it at a price oh, that that's great. was a good price. Uh, we're going to, you know, upgrade a few things, and he'll be able to almost, you know, get quarter more next year if he wants. But I think he's going to keep it. Yeah. You know, speaking of investments, I think it's really it's really important to point out that right now that uh, cars are hard to find, whether it's <laughs> new, like the Tucson, or the used. Um, I, I'm encouraging everybody to kind of have patience. You know, it used to be you could go to your favorite dealer. Mm-hmm. Um, now availability has become an issue. So call your favorite dealer and talk to them because a lot of times they can get in what you want, but you might have to wait three months. Um, just kind of keep that in mind. I, a lot of my friends are waiting till last minute. All of a sudden they need a new car and they're calling me like, Hey, can, know. Can, you know, can you pull some strings? And I'm like, I can't make a car appear. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> you know, so. I tried. It just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i had a friend call me like can you give me a bronco and i'm like oh yeah no. right <laughs> you can't even get a bronco what are you talking about exactly i know exactly. oh yeah people tell me or the best one yet can, can you get me a deal can you get it worth cheaper than what the dealer pays for it i go no yeah. get away from me jeez louise didn't, I, want, didn't want anybody to make any money I know, I know. It's 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 crazy, but but I I do like the changes they made in the 2022 Tucson. I like it a lot better than the 2021. Pricing is still good. They started around 24.5, so six trim levels. I mean, it's it's something I would definitely consider if I was in the market for one. Without a doubt. All right, kiddo. Hey, it's always good talking to you. Say hi to the family, and we'll talk to you. Are you going to be on Fourth of July, or are you going to be doing something? I'll talk to you next week. Okay, perfect. Look forward to it right here on FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. The segment is brought to you by Weather Machine. Weather Machine is another family-owned and operated air conditioning and heating 
company, but way different than most. They do all their in-house sheet metal work, which could save you a ton of money. They've been doing this for over three generations, and they have got a five-star, actually 5.8-star Google rating. So check out uh, Weather Machine at uh, weathermachine.net, or you can call at 619-443-9974 and tell them Dave sent you. All right, we got Brian Armstead on the line. Hey, Brian, how's it going, buddy? I'm great, Dave. How are you today? Well, how bad could it be? I'm cruising down the freeway in a 2021 Porsche 911 Carrera S Cabriolet. Oh, you make me Cabriolet, you make, my friend. I just want to throw that out there. You make me sick. Another one of those cars that I just struggle to get in and out of. So, but a cabo, you could do it. You know, you put the, but you could put the top down. You should yeah, feel but. Yeah, but, you know, top down when it's 110 degrees uh, outside is not exactly the uh, yeah, most favorable look. You know what I'm saying? Oh, brother, I hear you. So what do you think of the Honda Ridgeline? Have you noticed manufacturers are now starting to sneak up behind the Ridgeline and trying to replicate it? Well, what do you mean by that, Dave? Well, you've got uh, you've got the Maverick, which is on a, also on Okay, it. yeah. And then, and then you've got yeah, and, and, and then the Hyundai Santa Cruz. I think it's a major that compliment. I think it's a major compliment to Honda because I love the new Ridgeline. You know, I was thinking about the Maverick, but I had totally forgotten about the uh, Santa Cruz. Yeah. And I'm sure Kia's not far behind with yeah. their own uh, variant of it. Because I asked James Bell, who's communications mm-hmm. director for the U.S. and uh, for Kia, I said, yo, man, the only thing missing is a, is a um, you know, small pickup. He's like, stay tuned. So, you know, the competition is pretty steep in a segment, Dave. Most people don't understand that there are a lot of models in this small pickup uh, category. The Ridgeline, mm-hmm. Chevy Colorado, mm-hmm. the Ford Ranger, Tacoma, Nissan Frontier, uh, Ford Maverick, as you stated, much cheaper but uh, and smaller, mm-hmm. but still a very versatile pickup truck. I can't wait to see it. And, again, the Santa Cruz already out on the market, mm-hmm. very versatile, smaller, cheaper. So, you know, when you shop by price, if you don't have to haul a lot of gear, then, you know, you can look at different alternatives. The Ridgeline is a, is a unique vehicle. You know, I personally like the first-generation styling that kind of had a, you know, like a – it was like a Ford uh, um, Explorer Sport mm-hmm. kind of, you know, mm-hmm. with a, a body into the cab looked like it was something that was there, but the whole purpose was the body. And very distinct, um, too. Very distinct. Very distinct, Dave. Very distinct. You know, very unique styling. Um, You know, you had the the floor uh, tray where you could put, like, a cooler in the floor. You could put anything in there. It still has that with a drain. Mm -hmm. That's a nice feature. Um, But, you know, I don't like the styling. It's not an unattractive vehicle by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just a fan of the the, uh, previous generation styling. So let's, I just wanted to get that out of the way. But it has nothing to do with the quality of the vehicle. No, no. Now, for 20, yeah, uh, for 2020, last year, they did a little upgrading. They made a nine-speed automatic standard on all Ridgeline trims. You know, they they added Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, and they finally got a remote locking tailgate. And they uh, made the, the rear doors wider, and they're clearly wider, to make ingress and egress uh, a lot more convenient. And one thing I like about the back seat, Dave, is that it folds up. You can fold the floor up. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to put a bicycle in the car behind the seats, 
as long as it wasn't a Brian Armstead bike, I'm sure it fits just fine. <laughs> <You know? laughs> one of my one of my big old uh, 28 inch frame uh, bicycles. But uh, that's a really really cool feature. And for 2021, they did some other upgrades, including a standard all wheel drive system. Um, the whole everything forward of the A pillar has been redesigned, which includes um, um, a new rear. Uh, a new rear bumper was added, and exposed exhaust finish, uh, finishes were added. They added, they brought back the physical volume knob. I really like that in cars. I hate trying to change channels or, you know, uh, increase the uh, volume with a with a touch screen. I just don't like it. I wish they had a tuning knob. They don't, but the volume knob is a welcome addition. Mm-hmm. And uh, certain other packages are now available, like the HPD package. Twenty eight hundred bucks gives you alloy wheels, fender flares, a grill. Um, uh, HPD grill decals and so forth. Utility package, fourteen sixty five running boards, roof rails and crossbars. That can be useful if you uh, you know if you like have a kayak or things of that nature. Uh, function package, bed cargo net, trunk cargo net, trunk cargo dividers, first aid kit, a mere two seventy. And the function plus package, thirteen fifteen, a hard tonneau cover for the bed. Cargo net for the bed, trunk cargo net, trunk cargo dividers, and the first aid kit. So, what is it like on the road, Dave? You know, it's got the um, the VTEC engine, and then it, it runs really well. Uh, you, can, you have an econ setting, which is um, impressive because it allows you to, you know, a guy like you who wants to get the maximum fuel economy, yep. um, it allows you to, to really kind of cruise. Now, in DC area, Maryland area, you can't really. Put it in econ because it does give you slower acceleration. That things, you know, you get better fuel economy, but it doesn't get off the line as quickly. Right. And around here, man, it's like, you know, these folks are nuts around here. You're they, just they, missing they, a helmet. Nobody just... will let you in. Yeah. Nobody will let you in. You have to kind of fight your way. Really? It's like I'm driving in Karachi, Pakistan. you got to kind of fight your way, <laughs> you know, in and out of uh, traffic. So, no, I, I, econ is cool. I, I leave it off. Sorry, green uh, folks. I, yeah. need, I need a little bit more power here, and it offers decent power. Yeah. I like the layout. The cabin is clean. It's just Honda. You know, it's functional. No, no bells, right. no fancy bells and whistles. Yeah. No double-stitch dash. You yeah. know, it's, everything just works well. Right. Touchscreen is good. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan, for whatever reason, of the push-button transmission. It takes me more than a couple of days every time to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And I find myself always having to double-check. But I put the thing in park right. when I pull into my driveway. There's one day I pulled into the driveway, and I just forgot to put it in park. I took my foot off the brake, and it was in neutral for whatever reason. I guess I was spinning around and hit yeah. neutral. And, and away she went. started rolling backwards. <laughs> yeah, so, it, started, it started rolling backwards. So it, it caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting the car to be in neutral. Right. Um, so, so that brings up – so before you carry on, let me just yeah, – because that brings up a great uh, question – and I've I've thought about it myself. If you had your choice of a transmission selector, what would you choose? The rotary, the shaft on the steering column, the center console, or push button? I would. I'm just a big fan of center console shifters. Yep. I, I just, I've always been that way. Yeah, me too. You know, I know that that doesn't. Uh, that doesn't work in a lot of cars these days. You know, rotary. Right, right. right. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of that in a Jaguar because, you know, it popped up and yep. went down. It's just one more thing to break if yep. you ask me. Um, column shifters are fine. I don't mind, you know, shifting it into um, 
into park. But again, that's kind of old school. Yeah, so. I know. But between no, the column and the center shifter, between the column and the center shifter, I know exactly where the gears are. In a rotary right. or a push button, I've really got to pay attention and look to see. Cause, and especially a car, to be honest with you, like the Porsche I'm driving, if you put it in drive, the camera illuminates what's out in front. You put it in reverse, right. the camera illuminates. So back in the day, you put it in reverse, the camera came on, right? So you backed up. Well, right. this car, if I put it in in drive, the camera comes on, I could go forward if I don't get it in the right gear. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I like so shifters. Car, car, I like I, I like the shifter that you got. For sure. Yeah. So anyway, I didn't mean to digress, but that was an – I think that's no, it. No, no, so good. People are curious about things like that. All right, so we're moving on in the in the ridge line. I love now, this. In the center console has – oops, I got disconnected here for some reason. Hey, hold on one second. Actually, you're still my, here. Uh, we hear you good. My Apple, my Apple CarPlay was disconnected for some reason. Let me see if I can get it back here. Actually, can I hear you, you fine. Oh, you probably can't hear me. <laughs> no, I, I hear you fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it has a huge center console, which I really like. Um, so you can literally put – you know, six pack of soda down in this sure. thing. It's so huge. And down here it has a, a USB and a power outlet. It has USB, uh, regular USB ports. It doesn't have a USB C port, but that's no big deal. It's not a luxury vehicle. I'm expected to have all the latest, you know, kind of high end luxury features. Mm-hmm. It's just a nicely done vehicle. If you need to tow something, it doesn't have the towing capacity as like the Tacoma and the Ranger. So if you need to tow a, a small boat or a couple of jet skis, you may want to look around. Uh, it's not a body on frame uh, truck. It's a unit body. It's right. called unit body in the day. Now they call it unibody. It's a unibody, uh, uh, you know, car-based chassis, so to speak. So, um, you know, it, but it just does everything well. Um, it, it doesn't excite. It doesn't thrill. But it does everything well. And for that reason alone, I would I would recommend it. They're, they're pricey now. Um, oh, I yeah. don't have the Monroe right in front of me for this model but you know the original line starts at about 36 and some change and with uh the various option package packages you can cross forty thousand dollars very easily so um keep that in mind you can go to um honda.com let me make sure i got that right let me go to the uh yeah honda.com yeah. and and check out your your ridge line and also you can compare it uh, you know online to the other competition that's coming out, like the Maverick, will give it a run for the money just because it's cheaper. It's not a, as nice or safe as right. the Honda Ridgeline, but right. so a lot of people just want to kind of see what's new and and what's fancy. And the Koreans, again, you know, they're they're dipping into the Japanese game, um, you know, uh, pot here with the uh, Santa Cruz and whatever Kia variant I will come out. Totally agree. I think, in fact, well, well I, that competition's well strong anyway. So it's good. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing real quick, it's got a cargo area light, and it's got multiple um, points where you can strap cargo down. I've used it a couple of times in the, you know, since I've owned it, since I've owned it, since I've had it for long. <laughs> and it all kind of a nice little tough liner kind of surface yeah. um, that, that's in the trunk area. Very well done. Yeah. Very well done, Dave. Well, it'd be interesting to see what the aftermarket does as far as accessorization. You know, because you well, know they're going to get rugged. They're going to get trippy. They're, I mean, it's... It's just right at the, right around the corner. Yeah, I have some. I have a package um, with copper wheels on the car. My car's uh, white with black. Yeah, 
copper wheels. I don't I don't like the uh, the copper painted wheels on the car, but yeah. it's just a matter of taste. Some people yeah. may like it, some people may not like it. I just don't personally care for it, but that doesn't detract from the you know the vehicle at all. It's just a matter. I would just if I were to buy this car, I would just not get copper colored wheels. They just don't look classy on this vehicle at all. Yeah, I hear you there. All right, buddy. It's always a grand talking to you. You have a wonderful right. day, and we'll talk next week. All right. All right, folks. Welcome back. You are listening to You Ought to Know right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Convoy, Convoy Auto Service, 3909 Convoy Street in lovely San Diego. Nap Auto Care, ASC certified. Can't get any better than that. Check them out. And Bumper Doc Kearney Mesa for scratches, dings, and dents, lease returns. Anything and everything you need when it comes to keeping your vehicle in tip-top shape, Bumper Doc Kearney Mesa has it for you. Talk to Eddie. Tell him I said hi. All right. Hey, Luke uh, Vanderzand was nice enough to loan me a 2021 Porsche 911S Carrera, and I just had to talk to him about it. So take a listen. Hi, folks. Hey, I've got my good buddy, uh, Luke uh, Vanderzand. Uh, he is with Porsche, and he was kind enough to loan me a 911 Carrera S, which I got to tell you, folks, if you've not been in one, <laughs> you've got to be in one. And we were talking a little bit off air with Luke, uh, how how Porsche has stayed true to its heritage almost since day one. And, and I think that's that's quite a testament to the car, except you put some serious horsepower in this 911 Carrera. Yeah. Well, first of all, Dave, thanks as always for having me on. It's always a pleasure to be here to talk with you. Um, always a pleasure to talk cars. And uh, and, and yeah, you're, you're spot on. It's uh, it's not a slow car with 443 horsepower and uh, zero to 60. That's easy to achieve um, in three and a half seconds um, with the new eight speed PDK that um, the eighth generation 911s uh, come with. It's, it's nothing short of exciting to drive, but I think you've already experienced that quite a bit. Well, you know, you're right. And you know, of course everybody and their brother says, how fast did you go? How fast did you go? I go, well, you know, to be honest with you, you know, I've, the first couple of days that I've driven it, I've just driven it like a car. You know, I haven't, you know, I'm not on a racetrack, so I'm not going to go out and do anything stupid. But I wanted to see how it drove just as an everyday driver. And I got to tell you, it is amazing. It's comfortable. It's responsive. It's easy to operate. It's You don't have to have a degree from MIT. I mean, it's everything that you could, you would want. But then if you need to go up into Julian and go through the twisties, then you have it. And it's, it's a car that's, you know, as far as I'm concerned, and this is from track experience, it's very forgiving. It's, it's the kind of a car that if you're not the greatest driver in the world, it'll make you think you're the greatest driver in the world. Uh, and I love, you know, the silver with the red interior, with the red seats. Uh, heated and cooled top coat. I mean, everything about this car, and I'm not normally a convertible kind of guy, to be really honest with you, but I really, really have, have become one with this car. I've been running around with the top down, and it's just it's just a very, very doable car. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's extremely approachable. You know, a friend of mine actually um, – uh, who works at Porsche once described it to me in a way that I've stolen from him several times and that I'll continue to do. He said that driving, and we talk a little bit 
uh, in, in kind of nerdy terminology, so you'll have to forgive me here. Uh, what we talk sometimes in terms of model generations, and the eighth generation 911 is the 992. So it can get a little bit a little bit confusing because we're talking a lot of numbers. But the 992 generation 911, um, which is on a new platform and has uh, front track width that uh, goes up by almost two inches, it's 1.8 inches wider, uh, makes for a really approachable and really, really forgiving sports car to drive. The way that he described it to me uh, the first time that he drove it was, he said, it's almost like putting on the Iron Man suit. Um, you know, it's just, it's just amazing how it'll make you into a, you know, as good a driver as you can be and then take you even a little bit further. Um, you know, with that eight-speed PDK, you get uh, standard PTV Plus, that's Porsche Torque Vectoring Plus, which is an electronically controlled and fully uh, variable in terms of torque distribution, uh, locking rear differential that really helps you to carry speed through the corners. Um, and, you know, with the car you're driving, it's equipped with uh, the optional sport exhaust, which is a lot of fun to listen to when the top is down and while you're pushing it in the, uh, in, in the twisties just a little bit or maybe while you're cruising around town. And what you said before, you know, you're absolutely right. The nice thing about that car is that it's every bit the sports car that you want when you want it to be that way. But at the same time, you know, the 911 has this really rich history of being um, a, a cre an incredible everyday sports car where you have the practicality of the rear seats that you can toss, you know, a, a set of golf clubs back into or whatever you need to carry around, plus an awful lot of room in the front. You know, you can stack a couple of 22-inch roller boards um, if you're on your way to the airport, and then you still have more room behind you. So, you know, it's a very easy car to live with. And it really just never disappoints you in terms of how quick it is and how capable it is. It just it makes you feel almost like a hero every time you drive it. Without a doubt. Now, what was this? It was it was uh, called rear steer. What? Yeah, that's right. So the car not... you're driving is also equipped with rear axle steering. Um, and what it does is it makes the car feel more nimble and more agile. Um, at lower speeds where the rear wheels will turn out of phase or in other words in the opposite direction of the front wheels um, and then on um, on higher speed roads on highways for example um, the rear wheels turn just a little bit um, in the same direction as the front axle will turn and so what that does is at low speed it makes for a very nimble very uh, very quick steering car but then at high speeds uh, we talk about a virtual lengthening in the wheelbase. So it almost makes the car feel like it's a little bit longer, and it gives you a little bit of extra stability while you're driving at highway speeds. It makes the car very easy to drive over a long distance um, while you're perhaps going up to Los Angeles or, uh, or, or making a drive over to, uh, to Arizona or something along those lines. Well, yeah, and, and again, a typical Porsche you know, DNA is – the instrumentation cluster, it's really driver-oriented, and the fact that you're able to take that right-side pod and put your map in there, you could put your, your G-meter in there, you can, you can really put a lot of different information in there depending on what you're doing, and having the map there is nice because you don't have to really take your eyes off the wheel or off the, the front end while you're driving if you happen to be looking for a specific area. And I like the fact that that was put in there. That, that's really a nice touch. Yeah, the, you know, the, the gauge cluster design in the new 911 generation really does do a good job of incorporating technology while still maintaining that connection 
to our history of building sports cars for, for such a long time. And one of the things you notice when you look at that is that on the left and the right-hand sides, you have those digital uh, screens. You have those high-resolution screens where you can have your navigation. You can have um, different readouts depending on what you want to see. But then in the middle, you still have an analog tachometer that's centrally located and gives you a really clear view of where the engine is in its rev range, which, as you know, is really important if you're driving the car um, in kind of a sportier way. Absolutely. And a lot of people that I've showed the car to, they all want to know why is the key on the left side? Well, you know, I know, because I bring that up uh, whenever I have it on television. And that was, that harkens back to Lamar. You guys Correct. gained what? Two or three seconds off the starting line by the driver being able to turn the key with his left hand and put it in first gear with his right, which is just yep. a great touch. Yep. No, that's absolutely right. Like so many other things in Porsche, um, the key being on the left-hand side, that's exactly true, uh, dates back to the Le Mans start, back when drivers used to start the race, not in the cars, but uh, but standing side by side and running toward them. And then, yep, having that extra little bit of time, just that fraction of a, of a second, really, uh, that you can have if you're twisting the key with your left and putting the car in gear with your right versus having to fumble with things and move stuff around. That's, that's important. And when we talk about racing, fractions of a second make, uh, make all the difference. Well, I don't know if you've seen my new YouTube uh, page because everybody's doing YouTubes. Uh, it's called uh, cruise and I'll send you a link. Uh, and that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to put the, uh, the Porsche on that. And the, the, the views we've been getting have just been off the charts. I got a really, really, really good, a videographer. He's young. He came from KUSI TV, and he just loves doing my cars. So I've got that planned for tomorrow. So that'll be another hit uh, for you guys uh, as well. And I'll send you a clip of that. Uh, I, I tell you, man, you this car is is one that you know. Okay, you can get it at a base of one twenty nine nine, and if you load it up, you can go all the way up to about one fifty and change. But I got to tell you, the base model uh, Porsche will give you anything and everything you could ever want. I mean, unless you're a hard, hardcore enthusiast, you can get you can get a base model and be as happy as you possibly can. Oh, there's no question. You know, and that's something that we see people saying, you know, quite a bit actually, is that there there is no base 911, so to speak. I mean, sure, there's a starting point for the model line, but the level yeah. of performance and the level of satisfaction that you get even with just the standard 911 Carrera um, is, is really something that shouldn't be um, underestimated. It, it's just, you know, again, that history and lineage um, that you feel when you get into the car and start driving it is just something that's very difficult to replicate and something that um, even with the, uh, the, the most basic model is, incredibly pronounced and, and kind of intangible. You have to drive it to understand. Well, it's funny. You'll love this. I'm, I pulled into Albertsons. I had to pick up some groceries, and I pulled up right next to a red 911 Carrera, not an S, and this lady jumps out of it, and I got to tell you, she had to be in her late 60s, early 70s. So she seen mine, and she goes, you know, I really wanted to get the Cabriolet, but, you know, I didn't know about whether – you know, the security aspect and all that. So we stood there. We must have talked Porsche for like 15 minutes, and she gets in it, and she's looking. 
And it looks to me like she's probably going to trade it in and get a Cabriolet because she just loved that top-down look. Well, I'm glad to hear that. You know, it's actually an interesting point because I used to uh, drive a convertible myself. And, you know, that was one of the things I worried about was security. And, you know, sometimes people worry, oh, well, can someone get in? Is it not really as secure? Could you do something with the top to try to, to break into the car? And actually, you know, the interesting thing about the car that you're driving is that it's almost it's almost a convertible hard top. You know, we have yeah. cloth. Um, this program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.